Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special um, episode of the Royal Blue um, Podcast as we uh, welcome uh, Everton legend Derek Mountfield, um, ahead of the uh, new Howard's Way um, film. Um, Derek, um, You've told us you've not seen it yet, but what, what was your role actually in in the film? And what what did you actually do apart from the fo- the, the archive footage? Well, course. the archive footage speaks itself, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it? It's it came about by a contact via with Rob Sloman, what was doing this film. I heard about it months before, and then he rang me and I met him over at the Shankly Hotel. He says, "Yeah, we're trying to have everyone involved and trying to get this sorted, and we want to try and get all the players together because believe it or not, since the '85 Cup final." We've not been in the same room together. I've heard that. Yeah, players, and yeah. that's that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to yeah. most about Monday. We haven't been together, so we've had one or two missing. So it's quite strange that for 30 odd years we've not been mm-hmm. in the same room together. So I said, "Yeah, I'll help you out." He says, uh, "What have we got at home?" I said, oh, "I've got a load of stuff with the loft. I don't know what's in there." <laughs> so we literally came round and I opened the loft hatch and I climbed up and he came up behind me and I said, "I've got this box and I've got that box and this box." He's going, "Put that to it. We'll use that. We'll use that. We'll yeah. use that." Don't want that, we use that. And I just didn't know I had them aloft. And I think him help coming around has helped me realise that I've actually got more. I used to call it crap, but it's probably not crap. So, is so what it? is it like photographs? Uh, I've got. I didn't realize that I've got shirts. Program. I've yeah. got all my shirts, all yeah. my medals because I, I use them on school trips and school talks. So yeah. they, they've been handled by thousands. You've of shown me a couple of your medals, years. and it was an absolute um, thrill to hold them. Yeah. But I found I had the cup final pro- um, records. I've yeah. got the. the, the the, the, the Radio City 85 I've got that one it's a cracker isn't it yeah. Yeah. I've got I went I didn't realise yeah. I had what I had yeah. and I got papers going back to the mid 80s and a lot of it was collected by my mum and yeah. handed down to when, when I lost my mum and dad so yeah. a lot of it's come down I'm thinking I didn't realise what I had but Rob yeah. was God, he said this is a, this is a, a treasure dress he's Absolutely, like, it's brilliant yeah. it looks great so I put all that stuff away in the corner and then when he came back, we, we, we modified the loft slightly, sat the cameraman in the bottom corner. Mm. Rob was tucked up like this, and yeah. I was sitting on the edge of the, the loft hatch and the loft opening stuff. And I've not seen it, but what he said, he said it looks really good. But yeah. I didn't know. I think a lot of the lads are the same. We don't know what we've got. Yeah, right. We just open a box, shove it in there, and do that. I'm actually trying to move house at the moment, and I'm yeah. finding even more yeah. that I didn't know I had. And that's the beauty Treasure of this sort of thing. It is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's part of the history of of the club not just me it's part of the, as I say about the medals the, the medals aren't just mine they're part of the club's history yeah. so they're part of the fans as well so and it's good for well, them to see him it's, it's funny Chris in his introduction there describes you as a Everton legend Derek no, no, there's, there's no, no, D, he's, there's no, he's, no he's, D in legend <laughs> but no I, I hate that phrase because mm-hmm. it's so hackneyed now and so many undeserving recipients get called legends I'm talking people that have like spent five minutes at a football club have won nothing I'm not just blowing smoke up your backside because you're here but you are a genuine 24 carat Everton legend <laughs> Because you've won a league title, you've won an FA Cup, you've won a European Cup Winners' Cup, you know, so you, you've won massive trophies, and you haven't just like been a bit part in that. You're, you know, a man that was hugely influential in bringing those trophies back. I was sat down with Chris before you came in, and we're talking about some of the goals that you scored. That's Ooh, a centre half. I said, well, you know, it's not just the quantity of goals you got in that title winner season. 
FA Cup semi-final winner a goal that clinched you know the opening goal in the game that clinched the title against QPR and I said to him and if VAR had been around then you'd have had a goal in the opening you know, European Cup Winners Cup final ruled out scored it and it was ruled out incorrectly it wasn't my goal it was Andy Gray put it away but I headed it back across and I got hammered by Howard at half time he ripped into me really I mean Gavin was onside I knew it was onside it was onside yeah because Sheeds was just so good at delivery I could could make a late run and still get there and he actually said to the game I apologise for seeing it you were miles onside he said to me so I actually got an apology about after the game but it's one of them Sheeds talked we talked to Sheeds he said you were great because I just put my hand on the ball look I could see him making a run and he was the he was the reason I got the goals. Him and kept Trevor Stephen yeah. with the quality delivery. I was going to score goals. I'm sure you could have probably scored six. Oh, or seven I don't know. You, you, the quality you is always play. there. And yeah. I went to Villa. I had Gordon Cowan's doing the same. Yeah. You know the quality of the ball in those days was far superior than it is now. Yeah. If you've got a free kick, it's the one chance you've got to put the ball into the box unopposed. Yeah. And we can't beat the first man nowadays. Yeah. And that's just, just not, not just Everton. That's wreck epidemic yeah. in football. But Sheeds' delivery and Trevor's on this side were just superb. Uh, are you pleased that this football team? is finally getting some of the recognition it deserves because to me I've always felt that that team is one of the great teams of English football history not just over that one season but over a period of three or four seasons you know in consistency as well as quality of performance and because of what else was going on in football at that time I'm talking about the Bradford fire disaster obviously what happened to Heisel um, it didn't get maybe the, the credit it deserves you know other factors were at play in overshadowing just how good that football team was and finally it's getting a bit of profile you're now you're probably right it's it's a team that at one stage was was, was struggling low down the table Christmas 83 mm. five months later we were FA Cup winners a year later we were league champions European Cup winners Cup winners and we could have gone and should have gone on to bigger and better things yeah, yeah what happened around us is actually different but that team for that 18 months two years it was it was Everything about it just ran so smoothly. Yeah. You know, yeah, we had our ups and downs, but after that Christmas period, it, it just like someone had turned a button and gone, right, you're good players now. Yeah. You can play as a team. Yeah. And we, we just rolled and rolled and rolled. And a lot of it's got to go down to Howard, but I also put Colin Harvey McKeaton in that. Yeah. I don't think McKeaton's ever given the credit he deserves. That's fair, Colin yeah. was the coach, he was the. Howard was a tactician. He was he could organise a game we were playing four five one today, but we were doing this. But Colin did the work on the train. And when we were down and Mick Hinton picked us up, he was the yeah. jolly man. He was superb at making us laugh and joke. Yeah. But those three as a as a three were just brilliant together. They they bounced off each other, but the team just just gelled and I've said this to other people and I know Mark Higgins really well and without mm. Mark's injury. Yeah. I might not be sitting here. It'll yeah. be Mark and Kevin. Right. Uh, so Mark unfortunately for Mark, he got injured and missed mm. The glory days by, yeah. by weeks really yeah. you know and I took his place so for Mark's misfortune I got my opportunity mm. and I wasn't giving that away yeah. I'm a blue I'm not going to say oh no, come Mark come back I'm having your place yeah. it's mine now you know so Mark's last three games were alongside me yeah. with Kevin Rackett left back you know so it could have been me and Mark and Kevin mm. left back but you know unfortunately for Mark he missed it but though that era was just a joy to be a part of yeah. and, you know my friends who I used to stand with on the street and I used to I used to wave to him before the game because we were at the same spot every single week and you know I used to hear him shouting and they're, talking, they're shouting my name now yeah. it's, it's it's still it's quite surreal I was with my brother over the weekend and my brother was he's younger than me and he one of my two brothers and, and he moved into the Navy in 84-85 in season and uh, he missed it all and he 
he said to him, I'm so, I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you, kid. Yeah. You know, and that's the beauty of it. It's, I don't realise what, you don't realise what you've done mm. until long time afterwards when yeah. people start talking about me. You're doing your job. Yeah. And people say, what? No, yeah, but I was doing my job, but you weren't. No, I was. It was my job at the time. Mm. You were paid to write for the papers. I was paid to play football. <laughs> and that's the difference. We did our job to the best we could. Yeah. But those three years were just wonderfully around the football but, club yeah but by doing the job to the best of your ability then you brought so much joy into people's but, lives I mean I, I was a fan then rather than a journalist I've I just breaking into journalism and, yeah. <laughs> and you know I did I left so many games that, that season just walking on air just but like what people you say we had a good time we enjoyed it but we did as well yeah. and people don't realise although we were doing our job we were having a wonderful time <laughs> at the same time yeah. it, it wasn't a chore yeah. I think sometimes nowadays you look at the way things happen in football it's a chore and a yeah. because you're not sure how the fans are going to react you're not sure how you're going to play you're not sure if you're in the team I remember playing at Goodison Park over Christmas Day getting cushions chucked at me yeah. getting yeah. booed off the pitch yeah. five months later they're cheering me name mm. and that's how football it's so fickle at times football it can change so much but you know I look back to those days with immense pride yeah. but I wish I was on the terraces <laughs> because I wish I was there singing and shouting the names but now people are talking about I, I wish I'd been out there playing oh, <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> what it is you know yeah. I, I was part of the team but I honestly yeah. wish I'd been on the terraces yeah. with my mates yeah. at Rotterdam and at Wembley because I know how much fun we were having on yeah. the field and how much fun they were having dancing in Trafalgar Square Fountains yeah well funny enough I mean the only two weekends ago when we played Burnley away the same group of lads that we went to Wembley with in that picture you talked about in the back of the Sherpa van and um, he's 60 this weekend Kev Dowd or last that weekend kevved out and we all got together again and we see each other every now and then and just had you know sort of catch up reminiscences and that and it's wonderful that you know we're talking 30 odd years on yeah. we're still talking about it you know we're still you know getting all misty eyed looking back on it and it was it was just, were great times to be an Evertonian it's Absolutely great, great for us lot but let's yeah. have the younger fans having yeah. so much to look back in 30 years time at the moment yeah. it's quite funny when the, the dads go Dexie how are you mate and the kids are going <laughs> Who's that dad? This <laughs> and he's got to explain about who yeah. we are. But yeah. I just want the, 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 the current crop of fans, the younger fans, to be able to have Everton go to a Wembley final, have yeah. Everton contest at least for a top four for Champions League. Because we're so far behind at the moment. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just want us to be back up there giving our fans the chance to say, whoa, we're back at Wembley again. It's great. Yeah. And, and then I can go and get drunk and get the fountain <laughs> myself, can't I? Yeah. Finally become a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're quite um, modest there, Derek, when, Derek, when you said that you know, anyone could have scored those goals. I mean, 14 goals, in all comps that season I mean once you were off the mark early on in, in September do you think it, did it give you that momentum to think yeah I'm a, I'm a threat here I, I was a centre forward till I was just short of my 14th birthday okay. so I had a bit of a goal scoring mm. knack um, but I got 14 goals and I was still fifth top goal scorer yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was fifth top goal scorer but now the top scorer gets 12 sometimes yeah. but I was fifth with 14 joined with it was Adrian Heath who'd yeah. been injured half the season. Yeah. You know, because Sharpie, Andy, Trevor, Sheeds all scored goals, and yeah. we got goals from all over the park. You know, Gary chipped in with a few. Yeah. You know, you know, Kevin and, and Pat didn't get many between them. I've got a hand that's about all I can get on Kevin and, and, yeah. and Pat's fingers. But but Gary could chip in, Trevor could chip in, yeah. and that's the beauty of it. We weren't relying on one person to score goals. Too many teams have one getting thirty goals or 20, and no one else. Yeah. You know, but we had people all over the park. But, I said before, a lot of my goals were lucky. Yeah, the, the one against QPR might have been down as an own goal by the keeper, but in those days, no VAR. Okay. You know, I got one again late, a couple of seasons later with, with my left hand, which would have been disallowed, but it's in the record box. You're not mm -hmm. taking it off me. Oh. But it's, it's all those little incidents where we were 
one up against against um, Ipswich in the cup quarter final with Shudes' two free kicks. Yeah. Then we're two one down and, and we're looking desperate. And but we kept pushing and pushing, yeah. and then we get a free kick at a corner and. I, I do what I do I don't rush back because you win the ball back yeah. really gets it flicks it to Pat Van Den who's in the right half position yeah. over his head follows it and I score the equaliser we're still in the cup yeah. and, and that's what we had in those days we had a massive belief that we were never ever beaten now if we went 1-0 down we'd come back and get a 1-1 or go a 2-1 we, we believed we were not undefeatable yeah. but we knew we could get back into any game we played and we showed that on numerous occasions that we had that ability and it's ability now I think that's, that's going out of football yeah you know, because you, you go one nil down and the whole atmosphere in the ground changes. The yeah. fans start getting a bit negative and you keep it coming off the terraces and the players don't know how to lift themselves. We had Pete Reed going, come on, you Andrew Owen. Sharpie yeah. going, we all got around, we all gave each other a cheer up. A team and full of leaders. Yeah, it was, it, and, that, yeah. and that's where football's gone. You yeah. can't make a leader anymore. Leaders yeah. are natural. Yeah. You know, Reedy was a natural leader. Rats was a natural captain. Yeah. Andrew Gray was a leader. Yeah. Neville was a leader. We haven't got any more. Yeah. You can't make people into leaders. And it's a dying art. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a dying art because you're not allowed to to be aggressive at players anymore. Yeah, true. You're not allowed to be aggressive and yeah. have a shout at because they go, oh, but yeah. we 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 had we had Kuzlan, we had bollockins. Oh yeah, we ripped into each other at times to make sure we weren't slacking. Yeah, yeah. you talk about that, you know, sort of being undefeated mentality. I think Chelsea came to Goodison just before Christmas and you know absolute humdinger of a game, one four three. From that game, you didn't lose a match then until you'd won the league, got to the European Cup Winners' Cup final, and got to the FA Cup final. It's like four months of just like undefeated football and you're playing games every three days as well you know so in all competitions it was just a ridiculous it's one run. of them but you get on a roll yeah. you get into the flow and you, yeah. you don't want you don't not want to play yeah. so we wanted to play if you look at the last the lads how many times did we play 100% fit well, it wasn't many times yeah. we had a little niggle here or twins there but we kept on going because we were part of the team I knew that I came out I might, I might never get back in the side again mm. so we wanted to play each week and I remember the Leicester get the Chelsea game. It was a four-three defeat at home, and then we go away on Boxing Day, win Sunderland. at Sunderland. Yeah. Then we win again, win again, and the momentum just flew. And it was just from then on. It was just being modest again. He scored both goals or something. I did yeah, get yeah. both goals. Yeah, I remember <laughs> it both. Yeah. yeah, I've actually seen it a couple of times. A nice header yeah. from uh, about yeah. twelve yards out. A little flick from again from yeah. a Sheeds a Sheeds free kick. Yeah. Helped, just helped it back past the keeper. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I said it could have been Andy Gray getting those goals because we we never made the same runs. If you watch the game, we yeah. never we never ever made the same runs. One to go near post, one go back, one yeah. go middle, and we keep chopping and changing all the yeah. time. We never made this. We're never in the same position for any two corners back to back. We'd always do something different. Is there any particular one from that season that stands out amongst yeah. those for a certain reason? I I, I always hop back to the Ipswich goal yeah. because people say everyone remembers the semi final winner. Yeah. Without the Ipswich goal, there's no semi final. Yeah, you know that kept us in the cup tie. That kept us in the in the competition. Mm -hmm. And that the semi-final goal wouldn't have been there if I hadn't got the equaliser against Ipswich. So I always look at that one. It was a scrappy goal, but it's a goal. Yeah. But everyone talks about the semi-final winner, and I'm, I'm not allowed to forget it. And long may it continue. I'm not allowed yeah. to forget it because it's nice to to talk to fans, and they always say, "Oh, I was there." Do you know what? So was I. <laughs> Where are you looking? So I make a laugh at it, but it, it, yeah. again, it was a. Yeah. We, 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 we'd been away in Europe into Munich on the Wednesday. And we stayed overnight for the one and only time on our European trips. Right. So um, there was a few two beers drunk, I think, yeah. on the Wednesday night, which happened every week anyway. Yeah, yeah. We, it wasn't we didn't do it. And we, we got to uh, Villa Park and we were we were atrocious early on. Mm. We never got in the game. They they came out and they fired. They, and Luton were a decent side. Yeah, well. they, they put yeah. pressure on us. Yeah. We, they scored a goal, never made a couple of good saves. Mm. And 
Howard half time can be better than this boys you're better than this come on yeah. come on remember, I always remember the, the Stoke game in 84 when he just opened the window yeah. 8,000 fans just singing he said yeah. do it for them boys yeah. and we did but getting back to that game and as the game went on we, 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 we seemed to get in a bit of a foothold in the game but we couldn't break him down mm. with about 10 minutes ago I got the Howard nod <laughs> up you go son I went up front I think Rats launched it well never and I won a free kick for the little touch off mm. Mick Harford and for the one and only time he sees a great, he actually mishit the ball. I'm sure he did. He probably yeah. won't admit it, but I think yeah. he mishit it. And it bobbled and bobbled. Let's see, he went down like the Tour de France yeah. into stage one, to stage two, <laughs> to stage three. Yeah. And we're back in the game. And yeah. I just remember the, the two halves of the whole tent, one going, and one going, yeah. and then you look round and it's not just the whole tent, it's the Whitman Lane, it's the North yeah. Sand. It was just full of blue. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd been battered and boost. Mick Arford had, had battered me, but I was... Sore knee, broken nose, black eye, and yeah, he was uncompromising. I think it's fair to say. We, we had a few battles, Mick and I. Maybe yeah. having debut against Mick against Birmingham, yeah. we could tinch off fights all the way through our career. Yeah. Um, and then half time of extra time, of extra time. How you bet? And he's going, you've got yeah. it. You, you've got the momentum now, boys. You're on top of them. And we struggled and struggled. And then at half time of extra time, they took Mick Arford off. And I went, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much because I was yeah. all over the place face wise. Yeah. And then we get you had the free a black eye, didn't you? When oh, you, black you eye, busted goal, yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the free kick and up a go again. Gary's go on, son. Get us one of your goals, Gary yeah. Stevenson. So I trot up like I always did. And then again, quality ball, little nudge on Ricky yeah. Hill, back of the net. And yeah. again, it was carnage. Yeah. It was just. And if Andy Gray hadn't caught me, I'd probably still be <laughs> running now um, yeah. because it's not every time, every every week, you can get a chance to put your team at Wembley. Yeah. And I just kept running. Andy Gray grabbed me, and then the rest is history. It was yeah. just absolute carnage after that, that that night. And there was then the belief in the fans that we, yeah, we're, we're going to do mm. the treble. Unfortunately, it was one game too many for at the end of the season. But I look back with a remarkable. Gratitude, but also astonishment that we actually yeah. did what we did, and, and we we didn't set out to do it. Yeah. It just became the norm, yeah. and when it's the norm, it's so easy to do it. Mm. And that, that and that's how it was. It was a wonderful time around Everton Football Club, and as I said before, I'm pleased now that somebody's put something together to give us a little bit of credit. Yeah, because, but once I will say, I was in Dubai about four years ago over Christmas, um, and I'd been to watch. I came at the end of the live game which happened to be Liverpool and I stayed for the Everton away at Newcastle game mm. and I'm there with one rather drunk Evertonian fan and me and my wife and these two Geordies walk in and uh, I just I'm sitting there quiet pint hey boys here for the game why I man they yeah. said he said you know this is don't you and I'm going oh no please and he yeah. said and he, this Geordie goes I can name you that team I went sorry you can't yeah. and he went duh, 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 and he named the 11 really? I said how can you do that I couldn't tell who were played against you he said best team I've ever seen he said yeah. for two yeah. years you were the best team I've ever seen and he rattled off our team 1-11 to 11, that hesitation Fair and fight. I couldn't tell you who were played against Newcastle yeah. at the time but you said you were the best I'd seen well, I also, and, and that's the sort of thing that I go yeah. wow yeah. other people do remember us well yeah because I always throw that anecdote in that Jackie Charlton was a Newcastle manager that season and one of my favourite games that season a bit of an odd one was when you battered them 4-0 at Goodison because you just played so well that day I was scoring then as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after the game Jackie Charlton was asked you know so I think the, you know, the press was trying to soften him up a little bit you know knowing what he could be like saying well Jackie uh, you, you must be disappointed with that no lad I'm delighted and they thought he was taking the mickey. He said, what do you mean he's delighted? You've just been beaten 4-0. No, genuinely, I'm delighted. That could have been 8 or 9. That is the best balanced team I've seen for years. And he was genuinely meant to. As an Evertonian, hearing stuff like that just made you it's like, feel a bit it's taller. Like listen, I didn't watch the European Cup Cup final till about 20 years later. Yeah. And you listen to Brian Clough. 
and yeah. he's pretty much the same. Yeah. He's saying, "What a fuck! This is got this team's going to dominate Europe for yeah. years to come." He was very complimentary, but we just yeah. had. I said we were balanced. We had a blend. Yeah. We had a nice right and left foot centre off. Mm. An athletic left, right back, right footer, a left footer, left back, yeah. a left footer winger, right. Trevor, who was gifted, two crafty yeah. midfield players who wear the cotton socks off, yeah. and two of the best goal scorers around. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah. You know, if you don't put goal scorers in a team, you're not going to score goals. And if ever anything went wrong with any of those players, you had great backup in like Kevin Richardson, Alan Harper. Yeah, they're the you know, two, so they're the two that yeah. I always make sure yeah. I mention because those yeah. two were brilliant. They yeah. come in Harper, come and play left back or right back yeah. midfield. Richard was the same. In for two games, back on the bench. Yeah. They were absolutely magnificent. And yeah. I believe they're both going to be there next week, yeah. which is great for me because sure. two good lads, but don't really get the correct recognition they deserve. But yeah. without them two, you know, it might not have been as easy as it was because they, they they could multitask as you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned obviously a terrific era for the club, but um, there's one element of your career from back then that hasn't been discussed much, and um, you mentioned it before we went on air about Simon Hart's book. Um, mm. Your epilepsy and an, an epileptic um, episode that you'd had, I and mean, it's not that you, you suffered greatly for it, but I mean, it, it's something that hasn't been mentioned much. Yeah, I've had two what they call grand malfits in my life, one in 74 as a child of 12 and then one in 86, about four weeks after the cup final in 86. Um, at the time, I I wasn't on medication, I didn't take any, it happened, I lost two hours of my life, woke up in hospital and told the medical staff, told Howard and we they, they said we'll keep it quiet. Yeah. Um, I lost my licence for two years, so I wasn't driving for two years, right. so how I got away with it, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. whether that was a catalyst in my down or my career coming down to Evan, I don't yeah. know. Um, I played from 86 to just short of 2000, and so I didn't do too much too bad. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those things, I, I kept it personal because I know what I needed to do to manage my, yeah. my epilepsy, which I managed pretty well. I still manage now. Um, but maybe if I'd been a bit more open, it might have been a bit easier for people to understand maybe why I left Everton or mm. Dave how Dave Watson was signed by Howard. I don't know whether that had anything to do with it. I'll never know. Sure. Um, but, yeah, um, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know really what to say. It's one yeah. of the things that I didn't want to put in the book. Yeah. I, I discussed it with, with, with Simon and he wrote an article and he wrote part of it and he sent me it and I went... I'm not sure. Uh, mm. I'm a bit. I maybe maybe I should have been more open about it. Yeah. But we we, we had to yeah go and put it in, and yeah. I've not had that much feedback from it. I thought I would have done. Which which is good. Um, I think it's brave of you to do that. Rob Sloman, who's yeah. done the, yeah. the the film, yeah. rang me, and his son actually is, is actually has epilepsy right. as well. So I spent half an hour on the phone with him and his wife and his son, uh, explaining, "Don't be afraid. It's fine. You'll manage exactly. it." And he, he was made up. His wife couldn't pack me enough when I spoke to her. But yeah. you know, maybe I should have been a bit more open at the time. I don't know. But maybe I was just protecting myself. Um, but I've had nothing since. No. Um, nothing to know of anyway. Sure. Um, I still manage myself pretty well, so I don't go silly and do daft things with yeah. beer and, and sleep-wise. you just got to manage it. And mm. it, any illness shouldn't stop anyone becoming or doing the best they can. Sure. I do a lot of work with Special Olympics people, um, with learning devotees. I work in a, a special needs culture with autism and Down syndrome, and they can do things. Yeah. It, that, but we shouldn't put barriers up to stop them. We should be encouraging them, which is what I try and do with the yeah. special Olympics and the, and the job I do. I try and encourage people to keep doing. So I've got some good little footballers, got some good little golfers, some great swimmers, tennis players, cyclists. Yeah. No illness should stop you trying to achieve the best you possibly can. And if me coming out and saying I have this, uh, and I get a bit more in the near future, so be it. I'll be there helping people because. You know, I thought 
I still think it might have hindered me at Everton right. yeah. for the final couple of years of my career at Everton, but I'll never know. I was still fully fit when Dave was around. I've had nothing since. I still did my best when I got on the team. I wasn't going to let anyone try and tell me you're not good enough. I kept going and I kept working. And I spent another 13, 14 years in the game, so <laughs> yeah. it didn't stop me being a footballer. By, by speaking about it, you will you know, so reassure other people out there uh, and maybe inspire other people as well, well that, you know, who have the same illness. Yeah, that, you it's know, not that, just, it's yeah. not exactly, there's, there's yeah. other things out there that people have that they say, I can't do. Show me the word can't in a dictionary. Yeah. You can do it. You might know how to do it. Sure. And when I work in schools, I try and say, there's no can't, you can, and let's show you how you can do it. Yeah. And build up in steps and stages. But if I can, if I help people by coming out and saying I'm epileptic and it hasn't stopped me, if it encourages yeah. other people, I'll gladly take that and I'll, I'll work with anybody in, in, on that school. So did Howard have a conversation with you about it or was it just... Uh, well, we sat with the doctor. Um, yeah. We agreed that we wouldn't tell anybody. I don't know who Howard told. Um they said that I'd lost my licence through what we said now, but I couldn't drive yeah, for two years. So sure. Gary Stevens became my chauffeur, Johnny <laughs> became my chauffeur, the wife at the time became my chauffeur. So, um, but I got my licence the week before I went to Villa, so I uh, had to drive to Villa. So luckily for me, I, I was able to do that. But you know, we had a discussion, and Howard didn't say. I know at the time there was, I think Gary was injured, I think Pat was injured, yeah. and, and then he said I've got to sign a defender. Right. Could have signed a right, but he happened to sign a centre off. I've got nothing against Waggy at all. Fantastic player, fantastic sure. servant. Yeah. But I just think maybe the back of my mind that that episode in in June '86 mm -hmm. uh, probably did affect my Everton career. Right. Um, but I loved it. I had six years at the club. I went from the terrace to the pitch. Yeah. I can't. I'm not going to. Only gonna six years. Back. I thought you were there longer than that. No, it was, uh, 80, yeah. 82 to 88. Yeah. Virtue yeah. blob on six yeah. years, date to yeah. date. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember uh, coming back from Villa Park with you. Oh God, you might not remember this, but Rick, <laughs> Rick George was, uh, you know, sort of pally back yeah. in the day, and uh, oh God. I, I don't know if it was a Villa Everton game or not, but you know I was down there and uh, Rick had said, "Oh, you know, we need to get the train down." And I said, "Why?" He says, "Well, we're coming back with Derek." And I was like, "Right, okay." <laughs> and uh, you, did, you, know, you were driving then because you drove us back yeah. from, you know, up the M6. And it was it just it just seemed strange seeing you in claret and blue. It just it didn't quite feel right. It was uh, it was weird. It's one of them. I say to everybody, yeah. you know, I, I go to Villa regularly. I go to Wolves. I got a setup. I always say I'm an Everton fan. Yeah. Um, I'm not Villa has a part in my heart so yeah. does Wolves so does Wolves so, but I'm an Everton fan yeah. you can't you can't become a fan of a club you go and play for yeah. you've still got your allegiance and, of course. Yeah. and too many people now become fans of clubs they join and it, 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 I don't see that for me yeah. I'm an Everton fan through and through Villa's got a hard part I mean every other club has but he went down this season I've only been to one live game this year that was the Villa Everton game yeah. we came back from Spain and uh, I'm doing the lounger with Tony Morley. What's the score today? I'm like, to be honest, I think Everton have too much for you. You're going to lose. <laughs> Ooh, all the Villa fans at Villa Park. Oh, you can't. Well, I've just said it. Yeah. I just thought the time we'd be too strong for them. Yeah. I proved me wrong because the crowd got Villa up. Villa dominated and battered us. Yeah. And we've got to get that mentality. We've got to let the crowd lift us. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the team at the moment just doesn't seem to know what it's doing. No, um, it's... And that's the frustration. It doesn't seem to know what it's doing. Howard would have sorted this. Colin would have been into players working on it. Yeah. And, and, and I just don't know what happens. Uh, I say that, but not just Evan, every club. You work from Monday to Friday. They don't play many between games now. Yeah. What you do Monday to Friday, get me for Saturday. What are you doing? Are yeah. you playing keep ball? Well, keep ball gets you no goals because you're not passing, not shooting. So maybe the, this philosophy, we've got to keep the ball, yeah. should be a bit more direct. 
Let's have up. Yeah. There we go. I was just wondering about that because you mentioned Derek, how you had that never say die and you always thought you could come back in the game. That's one of the things with the current Everton team. They've never come from behind to win a Premier League game under Marco Silva. So do you think, given that they are a talented bunch of players, is that a mental deficiency? Is it tactics? What do you think that might be down to? <sighs> It's, it's hard to say if I had the magic touch that turned Everton round I'd sell it for millions every week <laughs> yeah. um, I'd bottle it and sell it but yeah. I don't know it's I just wonder now as a generation of footballers are they do they have the desire to win a trophy do they have the desire to be the best they possibly mm. can by getting their team up there I think unfortunately players are directed too much by finance I think they're motivated to be yeah. the best they can and to win a trophy is, is, is dying out of the game the hardest one to win is your first one as we proved sure we got to the cup, Milk Cup final, lost it. Fought two months later, won the FA Cup, and then we went on. Mm. Your first ones, that's why Tottenham haven't done it. Tottenham won their first one, yeah. Liverpool won their first last yeah. season. They could kick on again, as you've seen this season. Yeah, yeah. City won the first on Guarda, they've kicked on. Mm. United won at Ferguson, they've not really won since. It's like it gone. removes a mental block, yeah. doesn't it? It, it yeah. does. Your first yeah. one's a hard one to win. Yeah. I just wonder whether the players now really want to become known as, as winners. As, yeah. you know, I said before, my medal is a part of the club, so the part of the fans. That's why I don't mind the fans holding them and seeing yeah, yeah. them. But are the players really, did they really want to win a medal? Did they really want to get to a cup final? I'm, I just don't think it's there anymore. It's, yeah. it's not just Evan. This is without a lot of clubs yeah. in the Premier League. I don't think the desire to be successful and win a major honour is in them. And I think it also doesn't help when the manager feels a weakened team in the Carabao Clubs. Yeah. It sets the tone that we're not bothered about this it that. does suggest it's not quite you as know, significant as it it's, should it's be it's a trophy yeah. Yeah, it's a exactly. trophy you can go and win that gets you guaranteed European spot but also gets a chance for fans to celebrate and sing yeah. along with you I just think it's the, the art of winning trophies has been dominated now by four clubs mm. you know and we're we're down there really yeah. compared and I just think if the players said come on have a good hard talk you know get Neville Southland get Rats in mm. Me and get, God, come on, what do you want to do? Do you want to be known as winners? Yeah. Or do you want to retire with a million pound house and two 200 Bentleys in your drive? Or do you want to have a medal to say, I won that with everything? The, the, the answer you get might disappoint you, actually, because you probably would be just quite happy with, you know, sort of picking up the riches. And, and I, I, yeah. I, it's, it may be I'm being a bit yeah. cynical there, but, you know, I, I look at the finance now and I just don't see the desire. It does take away hunger, I think. I yeah, don't absolutely. see the desire to be successful anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't see the design. I, hey, you can't fault the way they, 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 they try at times, but have they really got? Do they really want to be known as a? You know, I've won this with Everton, I've won that with whatever. I, it, it's all over the country for me at the moment. Yeah. If you look at the, the, the teams that win all the trophies, it's the same four every year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's getting a bit monotonous now. You know, Leicester did it four years ago, and they mm. proved that with a good team spirit and hard work and a good ethic, yeah. you can do something. And they proved it. They smashed that wide open by winning the league by ten points. Yeah, totally. They smashed what, that, that myth that you can't break into the top four. Yeah. And look at they're doing it again now. They're doing it again now. So why, 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 yeah. why isn't that Everton? Yeah. Why aren't we saying, let's, knock it, let's, let's smash it down, let's get there? It, it, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've got the, some very talented players, as I said before, but the best players don't make the best team. He might have to be ruthless and change his formation. Yeah, absolutely. And change his personnel. And say right, we're going to do it now. Well, we finally got four three three on Sunday, didn't we? You know, sort of the first time in God knows how long, and it yeah. did. You know, sort of look a little bit better as a result of it. But you know, is it only only in patches? Yeah, you're not going to score goals yeah. if you don't if you have one strike up front. Yeah, he, he's winning the board and chasing, trying to pick the loose balls up, and no yeah. one's in. Play two up front or yeah. play three up front. The best two teams in the league are City and United and Liverpool. Yeah. They play three up front. Yeah, you know, we talk about how good they are defending. No, Liverpool's better defenders are the front three. Yeah. 
they, they start the pre- they start pressing high up the field yeah. so the back four is comfortable because they're working hard to get the ball away from yeah. them you know, so if we start working a bit harder maybe go to fourth and work at 4-3-3 you know we might, we might just turn the corner yeah. I hope we'll anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, f- and finally obviously um, St-, St George's Hall ne- ne- next week I mean you mentioned that you've not all been together in the same room for probably three decades now just yeah. h- how <coughs> big a thing do you think that's going to be the, the atmosphere in there of all those Evertonians you're a blue as we've discussed yourself and the, you know all the squad together again of it's, I think it's going to be brilliant. I, yeah. I really can't. That's the, for me, the film is secondary to being together with the yeah. boys again. Yeah. You know, I was in a, a lounge, so a, a boardroom lunch at Four Players Foundation six months ago. Um, a friend was sick, so I'll, I'll get him a retro shirt, I'll get it signed. So I go to the shop shop and, and there's Sheed, so Sheed signs it. I go back, so I put a signal on it and I'm in the Wimrow and then Andy Gray, Peter Green, Gray and Short walk in, they sign him. And then I would go and meet Pat Mander now. So yeah. in the course of an afternoon, I met five of my former colleagues. Yeah. Sometimes I don't see them from season to season. Yeah. You know, to put everyone together. I've not seen Bracewell in years. I've not seen Richo in years. Had a few meetings with Alan Harper, but I know Gary Stevens is coming over. Isn't she coming over from the States? I, I, I believe he's yeah. hoping to get yeah. over here. Yeah. Um, Andy's over, you know, um, Trevor's up from Dubai. I think it's going to be brilliant. I really can't wait. We're all staying in the same hotel. We're all staying together. We'll yeah. be doing bits and pieces over the city on the day. But I think it's going to be a fantastic evening. I really can't wait for it. The film, yeah. I believe, is excellent. Yeah. But I just think to be together again, and I know for a fact it'll end up in a probably a drunken evening. Oh, yeah, well, um, as well as being legendary footballers, <laughs> doing legendary party animals as well. They knew how to party. Oh, yeah, we, we had some good yeah. party animals. And yeah. I can party a bit more now because I don't have to look after my career, do I? <laughs> just my life yeah. in general. Now. But no, I think, I think that's the beauty of it, to have all 11 back in the same room. Yeah. For the first time in 34 years, it it's is. It's going to be some picture yeah, opportunity we've, there. We've yeah. had done where yeah. Andy Gray hasn't been and Rats hasn't been and Richard hasn't been and Reedy hasn't been, but to, hopefully to get all 11. Yeah. Pl- I'm pleased that Richard and Alan Harper are going to be there because they yeah. were vital to that team, mm-hmm. they really were. And I think it's going to be a tremendous evening. I know the fans are looking forward to it. I know I've got people asking me for tickets. I said, nothing to do with me. I can't yeah. get your tickets. Oh, yeah. I need to. I can't get any. Yeah. Nothing to do with me. I'm only getting one myself for <laughs> me and one for a friend. Fortunately. Yeah. But I, I just think it's going to be superb. I hope that the feedback we get from the film, you know, makes people realise how good that mm. team was. And I hope it's not just Evertonians that enjoy it. I hope that other clubs can watch it. Because I've watched a couple of documentaries in and out on Flames, like Liverpool and... Lee Dixon's done one and that and there's one about the Clough team and they're brilliant because it brings so many memories back to to, to me as well because I I know I played against some of those teams and I think it's great that this has come out now and I just hope I know the lads have enjoyed doing it we've had some good laughs doing it talking about it and I just hope now that the the response is as good as the, the film allegedly is and that we we keep hopping back to this film in two years time because we've we proved that we can yeah. win things again so we're, we're becoming it's great being the best known as the best our Everton team yeah. let's be the second best or the third best that means we've gone on to better things we True. and that's what I, that's my take I don't want to yeah. be known as part of the best ever Everton team mm. why am I the second or the third because we've gone and won and won yeah. and won again yeah. it, that, that's that's what I want or have a debate which is the best yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Well, that's, that's yeah. the beauty of it you yeah. know, people talk about 69-70 team and this yeah. said 84, 85 yeah. and who'd be in who'd be in the best team yeah. together. They were two great teams. Yeah. I saw the end of that team as a youngster. I got to know an awful lot of the players. Yeah. You know, and we have some great talk I used to have great laughs with Westy and LeBone and them and, and, and Borley. You know, but bit by bit, you know, it's thirty four years since we won it, it's fifty years since they won it, mm. sixty yeah. years, whatever it is now. Yeah. You know, it, it, it time goes on. Yeah. Before too long we won't be around. We'll just be 
you know, remember, oh, remember those people. <laughs> yeah, remember him. Yeah. Like, 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 like I look at all the people I got to know through the foundation, the older generation, yeah. the Labbies, the Westies, the Hicksons. Mm. They were fantastic to be around. The stories were wonderful. We'd be the same in 10 years' time with our little walking sticks <laughs> and our little goatee beards talking yeah. about the times in the 80s. Yeah. And let's just hope that in the years to come, we are known as the second best yeah. because we have gone and won, whether it's a league or a cup or two cups or whatever. We, that's what I want. I don't want to be known as the best for like forever and ever. Let's be the second best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sentiment I'm sure everyone would echo. So uh, certainly whetted our appetite for it. So thank you very much for coming in, Derek. Some terrific stories. And thank you, you too, Dave. So we'll be with you soon um, for the next Royal Blue podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.